welcome to No Comparison with your hosts, John and Sarah, a show where we pit two completely different things against each other, and our guest judge chooses a winner. Here we are, Sarah. We're back again for another episode. I'm really excited about this one. I At first, I was kind of nervous what I got from the RTG, but I'm feeling good about it now. Me too. I, I feel... Uh, probably less good than you do as for reasons that will become clear. It's also, we've now recorded half the episodes in our planned first season. So it feels like a wow. milestone. Kind of does. Should we do a reunion special? Like, is it too early for that? <laughs> Where do you and I get back together again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we, like we do in every one of these. Maybe HBO will stream it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, as we embark on the second half of the season, I did a little reflection, a little soul searching about, you mm-hmm. know, um, well, for a while, what what could Sarah do better? And then, oh, sure, mm-hmm. yeah, but enough of that. Uh, <laughs> I then I had to switch gears and, and dedicate a little time to what I could do better. And I was thinking, I think I'm going to resolve to just be more positive on the show. I don't think I'm positive enough. Okay, that's a that's that's good. I like how you couched it negatively. You're not positive. <laughs> I'm really trying here, Sarah. Don't bring me back down. (laughs) I mean, throughout the show, I thought, you know, I'm a little too snarky. I'm a Mm -hmm. little too um, sarcastic about about your contributions, mostly. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. I find it very challenging to be positive about the things you say, but I'm going to work on that. I'm going to try to be better at that. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard when your, uh, your colleague is so much quicker and funnier and, you know, prettier than you. I, I could see where that would be challenging. And, and I think positivity would be a great addition. Like hypothetically in some other line of work, if I was in that situation, <laughs> is that what you're saying? I'm well, I'll tell you who, <laughs> I'll tell you who is smart and pretty and funny is tonight's guest, our guest judge. Are we ready to bring her on? That would be awesome. Let's bring her on. All right. I'd like to introduce you to our guest judge tonight, Katie Dorsey. Hi, Katie. Hello. Hello, Sarah. Hello, John. Thank you so much for having me on as a guest. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, thanks for being here. We're so excited to have you. And don't thank us yet, Katie. You you know, just I would <laughs> reserve judgment and appreciation. Let's see how this goes. You may <laughs> you may be singing a different tune in a little while, but definitely we appreciate you being on. She's keeping it positive, John. Yes. I'm sorry. I lapsed right back into the old me. That's the the old me. That's um, pre-episode seven me. That's behind me now. Hey, John, I got a book for you. It's it's called How to Be an Optimist. Oh, nice. I can uh, send that on to you. (laughs) I would love that. I would love that. I would especially love the feeling of being appreciated by somebody that I work with on the podcast. That'd be a new one for me. Oh, Oh, my God. I just did it again. Well, Katie, I heard something interesting about your background a little earlier. I don't want to make it too personal. You're married. You have a two-year-old. You have a beautiful, growing family. And uh, your husband, again, I, I don't want to, to venture too far into the personal territory here. So at any moment, you tell me to, to back off. But I heard that uh, he proposed to you. It's sort of an interesting location. Can you share what that was? My husband proposed to me at Hershey Park in Hershey, Pennsylvania, where they make all the Hershey candies of the world. (laughs) No way. Yes, it was magical, (laughs) to say the least. Um, (laughs) Happened right after Thanksgiving. So the whole park was decorated with 
Christmas lights and Christmas music. You could get hot cocoa around the corner and walk around all snuggly and eating your Hershey Kisses. <laughs> and yeah, he, he proposed to me on, on the top of a ride called the Hershey, it's called the Kissing Ride. And it was <laughs> literally a Hershey Kiss that you go up to the very top, you can see the whole park and it rotates around and, and that's where he did it. Yeah. Very memorable. <laughs> were you distracted? Like, was he, you know, trying to pop the question and you were too busy, you know, eating some of the ride, like eating the Hershey's kiss thing. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> my mouth's full. Can I get back to you on your question in a little bit? I mean, it would be understandable. Like, I think if I was him, I would get that. Like, yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> wait until we're not on top of a giant mountain of chocolate <laughs> <laughs> my poor husband actually he um i hate cold weather being i'm originally from florida so the cold weather up north i hadn't gotten used to yet and we were standing on this bridge and they had the lights and the music all synchronized and we, my husband i now know in hindsight was waiting to pop the question and before he could i said how long are we going to stand here? <laughs> so, <laughs> so romantic. Terrible, terrible lead in for him. I'm like, that's not the way I scripted it in my mind. <laughs> so he had to rethink his whole plan there. <laughs> I love that. That's reality though. And and I, I too would be distracted. I'd be like, well, there's hot cocoa over there. Can we just, can we just go over there? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you got to talk about, hon, can we cover that in the parking lot later when... <laughs> <laughs> We're not surrounded by the Hershey's Chocolate Factory. <laughs> that's a, would it be too cliche to say that's a really sweet proposal story? Oh, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> the, the new me says that was a really great joke, Sarah. That's, that was, that was a really outstanding bit of humor you contributed to the program, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you so much, John. I love this new attitude. So positive about it. <laughs> Katie, you have, again, graced us with your presence. We really appreciate it. Your job here is, I hope, simple and satisfying, much like a giant Hershey's Kiss. You are going to hear Sarah and I both argue for two very different topics and go through a series of games about each of those topics. And at the end of it, you have to pick which one of those topics is better. Gotcha. So you are serving the critical role of guest judge, making the decision about what's better between these two completely unrelated things. It's ridiculous on its face. So we really appreciate you <laughs> agreeing to do it. But that's, that's the job. You feel up for that? I do. And you set the bar really high with uh, comparing it to a Hershey kiss. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we, we tend to set the bar low. But again, the new me would say uh, not that. The new me would say we set the bar high every time including right now. So <laughs> first thing we're going to do is you're probably wondering what our two topics are. We actually decided those several weeks ago. And the way we do that is we have this thing called the random topic generator and it spits out the topic for Sarah and the topic for me. And then we're stuck with it and we have to do battle with those. We're going to enter our time machine now to go back weeks <laughs> into the past and hear how that went and hear what topics were selected. Wow, we are back in time, Sarah, to do the random topic generator. And does it feel like maybe we went a little farther back in time than we normally do? It does seem a little more westerny than usual. 
Yeah, I'm surprised to find find ourselves here in this weird saloon with a Google spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, the RTG doesn't follow the regular rules, and I believe she's ready to hand us our fates. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's slide on up to the random topic generator next to the Victrola and the... <laughs> There's old-timey cameras with the hood that you would look in and then pull a cord and there'd be an explosion. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Absolutely. Over there by the hitching post? Sure. sure. By the old hitching post. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. While we're here in the old saloon, what we each got. Would you like to go first or you want me to hit the button for myself first? I'll go first. Let's see what happens. Okay. And a one. And a two. <laughs> Peanut butter? I love peanut butter. This is fantastic. Yes, I'm so envious. Oh, wow. Could we do tradesies? If I get something <laughs> lame, could I trade you in like three of my lame topics for your one peanut butter topic? You know what? The RTG has spoken. Who am I to deny her? <laughs> I know. Those are the rules. All right. Well, let me click the button and see what I got. All right. Here we go. Is that a spittoon next to the random topic generator? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that one. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the audience what you've won, sir. I got playing cards. I, I guess that, that goes hand in hand with our current location. That's right. And what's wrong with playing cards? There's a ton of stuff you can do with playing cards. House of cards, games, all kinds of stuff. Keep talking. I'm writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's no match for peanut butter, but it's all right. <laughs> Nothing goes together like peanut butter and playing cards. <laughs> That's the old saying, right? It is. Well, there we have it. We've got our topics set for today's show. Sarah's got peanut butter. I have been graced with playing cards and they're gonna do battle. So the way we do that, Katie, is we're going to each provide you an overview of our topic, kind of an intro to peanut butter and an intro to playing cards. After that, we're gonna have a series of three events. We like to compare it to a triathlon. And throughout the course of those events, You'll be taking your own mental notes, thinking about what you prefer of the two, and ultimately at the end of the show, again, you'll decide which one comes out on top. Does that sound all right? Sounds great. Awesome. Well, first things first, before we get into the uh, meat of the show, we have to ask you to be sworn in as our official guest judge, because it is, again, a very serious enterprise. We want to make sure you take it as such. Do I need a religious text? To put my hand on any sort of text you can swear on anything yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you've got a tv guide or an avocado <laughs> or a house plant yep. anything a shoe anything will do anything of value to you <laughs> yep if you're prepared let's uh, swear you in you ready ready okay i katie i katie swear to judge today's topics fairly swear to judge today's topics fairly in the fine tradition of judges in the fine tradition of judges, Wapner, Mathis, and Judy. Wapner, Mathis, and Judy. Congratulations, Your Honor. We're so thrilled <laughs> to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Just checking in on this part, do you know who those three judges are? I mean, Judge Judy, you know. Judge Judy. Yeah. But the other two, not so much. 
Judge Mathis uh, sounds familiar. Definitely not the first one. Yeah, we might have to rotate out Judge Wapner. I feel like more often than not, our guest uh, doesn't know because uh, they're, quite frankly, not an old person like me who remembers Judge Wapner from the uh, 70s and 80s on the People's Court. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to come up with another. We've had Judge Reinhold. We've, we've talked about other judges. <laughs> Judge Dredd. Judge yeah. Dredd, thank you. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So we might have to rotate that out. In any okay. case, you're now sworn in. We're going to get into our overviews. Sarah, you're going to be up first. All right. Tell us a little bit about peanut butter. We're going to time you. It's three minutes. Whenever you're ready, I will start the clock. I'm ready. Uh, Well, first, Your Honor, I'd like to say that I ate a lot of peanut butter in preparation for this week's topic, Um, and it was a delight. So I just wanted to to put that out there first. That all counts against your time. You're 10 seconds in already. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about peanut butter. What is it? It is a spread made from ground roasted peanuts. The U.S. is the leading exporter of peanut butter and one of the largest consumers of it. And in case you were curious, the Netherlands is the largest consumer of peanut butter in Europe. So there you have it. Peanut butter is nutrient rich. It contains protein, vitamins, and minerals. It can be used as a flavor in a wide variety of dishes, everything from sweet treats like peanut butter cups to savory items like chicken satay with peanut sauce, you know, some delicious things. So it's very versatile. The use of peanuts dates back to the Aztecs and the Inca. So this is an ancient food. Uh, It came into vogue as peanut butter on submarines in the 1790s. So it's been around for a really long time. And it began being commonly sold uh, in stores in the 1890s. So, you know, sailors got a hold of it first. They loved it. They tested it. They put it in grocery stores a century later. Smooth peanut butter was not really around until the 1920s. So that was kind of exciting. You know, it was a chunky situation and we got into the smooths in uh, in the 20s. Creamy is the best. Well, we're going to get into that a little bit, John. I'm glad you brought that up. So there is the age old battle between chunky or crunchy versus smooth or creamy. Studies show that the East Coast tends to prefer creamy peanut butter, while the West mm-hmm. Coast tends to prefer chunky peanut butter. Kind of interesting there. U.S. sales of peanut butter went up 75% during the pandemic, which is absolutely (laughs) incredible. (laughs) I think I could be credited for most of that increase. (laughs) As as could I, as could I. (laughs) It takes 540 peanuts to make a 12-ounce jar of peanut butter, and the average person will eat 3,000 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in their lifetime. I feel like I'm beating the average. I feel like I'm way on the other side, but but that's, that's the average person. Two presidents, Thomas Jefferson and Jimmy Carter, were both peanut farmers. So a fine tradition of peanut growing and becoming, you know, someone really incredible. This is one of my favorites here. We're talking about Girl Scout cookies, talking about dosi dos and tagalongs, some famous Girl Scout cookies that use peanut butter. Well, 230,000 pounds of peanuts are used to make those cookies. One cookie. Per week. So 230,000 pounds of peanuts per week used to make dosi dos and tagalongs. Finally, and this is really important to me, science has shown uh, that there are many ways to make diamonds. We're all looking for ethical ways to source diamonds, uh, ways that are sustainable and fair. And science has shown that if you put peanut butter under enough pressure in the right conditions, it can become diamonds. So in a way, you're eating diamonds. Wait, and what? That your honor is the overview of peanut butter. I have learned so much. Yeah, there's, there's some interesting new peanut butter related facts in there, Sarah. There's more where that came from. Get ready. <laughs> what do you think, Katie? You want a uh, peanut butter sourced diamond? How's that strike you? Hey, you know what? Anything that doesn't repeat that blood diamond movie, you know, we're, <laughs> we're good to go. Peanut butter diamonds. I'm all for it, Sarah. 
delicious. They Thank must you. only make that out of the chunky kind, right? That just you can only make diamonds <laughs> out of the chunky. <laughs> It'll be all the rage with engagements. Well, this is a peanut butter chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you could eat the ring. That's exactly. another benefit exactly. if, you get, if you're in a pinch. Huge benefit. Well, John, I'm really curious to hear your overview of playing cards. Uh, I doubt it will be as interesting as the overview of peanut butter, but I'm willing to give it a try. I am so positive about it. I think it's going to be awesome. Well, uh, whenever you're ready, I'll start the timer for the overview of playing cards. Okay, here we go. There are many different kinds of playing cards for all kinds of games. Playing cards are worldwide. They have a rich history, but everybody knows about playing cards already, right? You guys know about playing cards. Well, I'm going to ditch the usual history talk and instead focus on some trivia, maybe in honor of trivial pursuit cards. Hmm. So consider these three funky facts, which are decreasingly serious. Fact number one, during World War II, the U.S. and Great Britain created a special deck of cards to help soldiers escape from POW camps. The way it worked is the cards were made by hiding maps that had escape routes on them in between the two paper layers of the playing cards. So oh. if, you, if you soaked the cards in water, you could peel the two layers apart, and inside was a map that showed you how to escape. That's a real thing. It remained top secret for years after the war. Nobody really knows how many were produced or used. There's one on display in Washington, D.C., and there's another one uh, by some private collector. In any case, they might be the only two surviving examples. So that's fact number one. Fact number two... There's somebody making a living building card houses. A guy named Brian Berg from Iowa. He's like the Michael Jordan of card building. He's an <laughs> architect, and he holds world records for the tallest house of cards, which is about 25 feet. Oh, wow. Largest house of cards, which is 35 feet long and 10 feet tall and took 44 days to build. And so now he does this as a job. He builds stuff for theme parks and company events. That's his job. That's fine wow. too. Yeah, you can make a living. There's, I, I imagine there's a lot of free time in Iowa, so that that tracks to me. Huh. <laughs> Why you got to jump on Iowa like that? <laughs> Fact number three. In my research, I found some funny card games and decks out there. For example, there's a game called Exploding Kittens, which is quote for people who are into kittens and explosions and laser beams. And who knew there was a Fast and Furious themed version of Uno? Because there is. But my favorite by far is the 52 farts playing cards. That's a deck of cards defining, quote, the 50 different types of farts. The description of the product by the manufacturer is awesome. It says the game was meticulously researched <laughs> and is the perfect gag gift for men or for your favorite weirdos. <laughs> Interesting. So that's a great way to wrap up this intro to playing cards, hopefully revealing some new sides to them, if you will. And that's my time. Oh, my gosh. You know, Katie, I'm sorry you had to hear all that and go through that. Uh, that was traumatic when I think about the farting cards. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little I'm a little uh, lost on the uh, 50 uh, farts here. <laughs> yeah, well, get the deck of cards and you won't be. There's a description on each one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. That wasn't my usual high class presentation, but I just found that particular fact uh, memorable and interesting and at least to me hilarious, which probably says more about me than it does the actual product. Well, there you go. Uh, Katie, what are what are your initial thoughts here? Is peanut butter or playing cards kind of edging ahead just in general trivia terms? Hmm. So, you know, uh, I'm a fan of 
tagalongs and uh you know jimmy carter he's a nice he's a nice guy mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> but then you know on the other hand this this guy in iowa i really want to google him and mm-hmm. uh, learn a little bit more so you know i think y'all are neck and neck all right yeah i i like how Katie's references, none of them were about the actual thing that we're talking about. <laughs> Sarah and I are doing such a poor job. She had to go to Tagalongs, which is a cookie. Jimmy Carter, who everybody loves. And she had to go to Giant House of Cards guy in Iowa. <laughs> Auspicious beginnings. <laughs> yeah, so I think we've got to step our game up. <laughs> All right. Well, probably a good moment for us to step away and thank two of our sponsors. Thanks to Broth Brothers Fine Furnishings for Men. Broth Brothers offers a full line of luxury, soup-themed accessories for the discerning gentleman, from wallets to shaving products to pocket watches. And Broth Brothers' selection of mouth-watering colognes has scents for every mood and every event. Classic chicken noodle or vegetable beef for the professional man broccoli cheddar or clam chowder, perhaps French onion for a date night, even jambalaya when it's time to party. So check out Broth Brothers' full line of colognes and other fine furnishings. Because you know with Broth Brothers, when it comes to style and presence, the soup is always on. And thanks to our sponsor, Catbox. We're all familiar with those month box services, right? Well, they're great for getting random candles, clothing, collectibles, even snack foods. What none of them offer is warm living companionship, the kind that moves right in with you while helping to make the world a better place. That's where Catbox comes in. Each month, you get a carefully packaged cat that's ready to soak up all your love and generosity. Catbox hand selects feral cats from at-risk local cat communities and ships them directly to you. Each cat arrives in a colorful ventilated box that includes a vaccination kit, handling gloves, and a re-gifting kit if you want to pass along the love to someone else in your life. So bring the joy of a new friend in the excitement that only an undomesticated cat can offer into your home every month with Catbox. We are back and ready for event number one in our three event competition. Event number one, Katie, is called, Hey, That's My Friend. In this game, Sarah and I are each going to describe our topic as if it was um, a a person who is a friend of ours and what qualities our topic possesses that makes them a great friend. Does that sound good, Katie? Does that make sense? It does. Excellent. Well, then we're going to dive right in with Sarah describing why peanut butter is her friend. Did you you ask her if it makes sense to describe these inanimate objects? (laughs) It is a patently stupid question. I apologize. That makes sense. (laughs) You're making it very hard for me to be positive, Sarah. All right. Positive, positive, positive. Don't bring me down. Don't be harsh in my buzz. Serenity now. Serenity now by Jan. (laughs) All right. Uh, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what would make peanut butter an excellent friend. Um, first of all, if peanut butter were your friend, you'd be like peanut butter and jelly. You'd be the perfect pair. You'd be an icon for the ages. And I think it's safe to say that peanut butter would stick by you. 
So that's important to me in a friendship. Uh, (laughs) Peanut butter as a friend would also be smooth and easy, but not afraid to mix things up. Uh, They'd be homey and wholesome, right? They'd have a nourishing presence, if you will. They'd have a dry, roasted sense of humor. (laughs) They'd be incredibly versatile, able to fit in anywhere they go, and they'd be adaptable. Uh, They'd also be extremely reliable as a friend in the pandemic. They would have been there for you. They would have answered your calls. They would have kept you company. And that was very important uh, then as it is now. So they'd be your stalwart companion. Peanut butter as a friend would also be very lovable, very popular, but without being showy. They'd be liked by everyone, but they wouldn't make a big deal out of it. Peanut butter, dare I say it, would be presidential in the way they carried themselves. They'd be honorable, have a lot of decorum and wisdom. Peanut butter as a friend would be brilliant, like a diamond. It would perform under pressure. And finally, and maybe most importantly, peanut butter as your friend would not be afraid to get a little nutty. Oof. That that was a punalanche. I mean, you that's a world record even for you, Sarah. You're normally the master of the pun. Mm. You just cut loose on that one. I mean, I I'm a little embarrassed. I'm sorry, Katie, that you had to it's not usually that bad, but two diamond references. I'm I'm impressed there. Mm-hmm. Hey, shine bright like a diamond, you know. <laughs> Katie, did, Katie, does peanut butter sound like the kind of friend you would want? Just based on that description, it does. But I have a little concern and misgivings if if I meet the requirements of jelly, you know. Oh. So mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned. Am I jelly enough for peanut butter? As Fair good point. of a friend and person or mm-hmm. product, excuse me, not person, <laughs> that peanut butter is, am I jelly enough? It's a very good question, Your Honor. Wow. Wow. We're really going to have to put some thought into this. I say yes. Well, I think you're great, Katie. 100%. Think, yeah. No, I said it first, Sarah. I said it first. <laughs> Katie, don't listen to her. Just remember who said that you are jelly enough. Well, I, I'm curious to see what kind of a friend playing cards would be. I don't think I'd take a gamble on that friendship, but go ahead, John. Can we have a pun counter? We should just, we, you know, in the future, we should make an event. One of our three events should be like the pun Olympics. Oh, okay. Do you want another game that I can win? Is that what you're oh, wanting you to do? Oh, you would win. Oh, man. Yeah. No, that's a giveaway. Like that's one where <laughs> I normally know that I'm going to sweep everything. Mm. In all three, I just got to give you, toss you a bone, and that's sure. when we're going to roll out the Pun Olympics because, yeah, Pun you Olympics. are the gold medalist. It's it's incredible. I, <laughs> I knew we were in for some of this tonight based on the topics, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. you've surprised even me in a positive way. <laughs> well, go ahead and unleash your that's my friend. Okay. Well, playing cards are my friend. They're an awesome friend. I'm going to give you kind of two big reasons why. First, it's worth noting that they're – both good in a crowd or when you need just one friend, right? With with cards, they're great at a party. If you've got a group of friends playing cards together, that's an awesome time. They're perfect for that. Who doesn't love a nice, big, friendly card game? And then, of course, if you're by yourself, you just need that friend to be with you. Pass the time. Let you have some quiet time. They're good at that one-on-one by the way, Solitaire is not the only solo card game. There's many others with cool names like Klondike and Emperor and Accordion, Street and Alley, and Devil's Grip. Those are all solo card games, right? So playing cards as a friend can offer you that. You want to just be by yourself with playing cards? No problem. 
have everybody over, all good. So that's, that's reason number one. The other reason is they are so multifaceted. So save your jokes, Sarah, about someone being two-faced or in this case, 52-faced. That's mm-hmm. not where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Playing cards are used for playing games, of course. They're key to many magic tricks. <laughs> and then third, and as mentioned earlier, fantastic for constructing giant card houses. So playing cards perfectly cover what I like to call John's RTFP, which stands for Required Trio of Friend Powers. Oh, God. So this means that someone has to be excellent at number one, recreation. So like playing games, like cards. Two, street side entertainment. Magic tricks, just like our guy, David Blaine. And three, construction or home improvement. You can build stuff out of cards all day long. So if you've got all three of those qualities, you're a friend that covers all the bases that I need. And hey, you're my friend and a damn perfect one at that. So I was thinking about it. I think it's unique to playing cards that they cover all parts of the RTFP. I could only think of one other thing in the world that does that. Just one other thing. You got any guesses as to what that is? Peanut butter. No. (laughs) Come on, Sarah. Well, I'll tell you what it is. There's really only one other thing, and it's chainsaws. <laughs> you can use them in log cutting contests all day long. You can juggle them for your street side entertainment. Or third, of course, you can cut stuff up for construction. So a pretty exclusive company for playing cards to be in as a friend. It's just them and chainsaws that meet all the criteria for me. So in those ways, playing cards are a great friend. And hey, that's my friend. You know, I feel like it's a sad day, John, when playing cards aren't enough. You have to bring in a power tool to kind of round out your argument. Uh, But that's just me. You know, this is a house of cards you've built. Let's see if it falls down. What does our judge think? I'm interested in the uh, fact that playing cards can be both social and solitary. Yep. I'm, I'm a little concerned about their comparison to a scary tool such as a chainsaw. <laughs> it was only meant to illustrate. I mean, Sarah clearly What kind the of point. a friend is that? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's an exclusive entity in the world that would cover all three of those bases. I can only really think of one other. They're not comparable, except that it's, you know, a party of two. Like in, in the whole world, if you got to have a friend, playing cards fill the bill. And hmm. that's where I'm going with it. I'm sorry that Sarah distracted you from that point, Katie. I get it. I get what she's trying to do. Not going to let it bring me down. Positivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Well, let's see if any of us can edge ahead in our uh, our next game here. <laughs> it's not looking good for you, John, but, you know, miracles happen. Well, okay, Smarty, since you think everything I'm saying is stupid, why don't you explain this next game to Katie and why it's so rational? <laughs> well, this game makes a lot of sense. It makes as much sense as our last game, at least. It's called Tattoo Parlor. <laughs> and in Tattoo Parlor... We imagine if our topics were to get a tattoo, what would that tattoo be, right? Sounds simple enough. Uh, a tattoo is a very personal decision. It can really do some expressing about who you are and what you want to put out there to the world. And so we wanted to imagine what playing cards and peanut butter would get as tattoos. Uh, John, would you like to go first? You want me to kick it off? Um, I'll, I'll jump in on this one since you kicked it off so nicely that you collect yourself 
and um, <laughs> you know catch your breath so mm. that I don't uh, mop the floor with you too badly on this one as well. <laughs> Playing cards, they're going into that tattoo shop, that tattoo parlor, excited to get a tattoo, and partially because there's just so many possibilities for playing cards. So many card playing sayings. They're they're heading into the shop with lots of options. You know, maybe they were thinking about something kind of hard-nosed and aggressive. Something like call my bluff or read them and weep, you know, like in the gothic writing, you know, maybe even on the forehead or something. I could maybe see some Latino designs centered around Uno. I don't know if that's mm. a, if that's a thing. Maybe an anime homage to the kids version of Go Fish, you know, like some friendly the shark and the whale and the dolphin have those going on. But in the end, I think that playing cards settle on something that captures the exciting promise that we've all felt with a new game of cards. Right when we're about to get started with a new game, I think that's what playing cards want to communicate in their tattoos. So the playing cards choice is to get a tattoo right across, like right at the yoke of the neck, right at the bottom of the neck. And it, on the front of the neck, it says born to shuffle. <laughs> and if they turn around on the back, you see deal me in. <laughs> so just like a card. I got the front and I got the back born to shuffle and deal me in. That's what cards are getting at the tattoo parlor. Cards sound pretty hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> they do sound pretty hardcore. I'm a little scared of them. Yeah. They come from those mean streets of <laughs> tabletop games. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you worked in the front and the back. Uh, Katie, what did you think of that? Is that cheating or is that just clever? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, I would say it's clever, Sarah. You know, I they have two sides. That's too weird. You can tat anywhere. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That's on an inspirational, uh, motivational poster. You can tat anywhere. I think I've I seen think that, that around the that's office. That's hanging up in the uh, corporate office, right? Yeah, it yeah. is in the corporate office. You can tat anywhere. And um, <laughs> in the big picture, in the motivational poster, it's like the bottom of someone's heel. And there's like a crazy looking like cartoon face that no one ever sees because it's on the bottom of someone's foot. I don't know. Mm. That's the best I could do, Sarah. Sue me. You know, mm. that's what I got. Man, <laughs> can't undo those tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Sarah, when peanut butter is, I guess it's got to roll its way into the tattoo parlor or kind of get glopped off of a spoon, like when it gets a ride there, is there a giant spatula that's like kind of trying to shake it into the tattoo parlor? How's, how's peanut butter making its entrance into the tattoo parlor? Because that seems almost impossible. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Uh, but, you know, peanut butter is one of the most popular foods in the world. So it's just hitching a ride with his friend and getting placed delightfully in the seat. But to answer your question, when peanut butter thinks about getting a tattoo, it's also got a lot of options, right? It could do an homage to where it came from. It could have Mr. Peanut, you know, the classy with a monocle and a top hat. Uh, but, you know, the more he thinks about it, the more he thinks ah, it might be a little bit elitist. You know, peanut butter is a man of the people, doesn't want to come off as a uh, too high brow. So we're going to nix Mr. Peanut. Next idea, you know, maybe you could do something cool and fun, like a friendship tattoo, right? You could do a peanut and a grape, uh, you know, peanut butter jelly situation. That could be really great, but that doesn't really represent peanut butter and all of its fine characteristics. You know, that's kind of, that's including a third party. And we really wanted to focus on peanut butter and the thing about peanut butter is that 
It's funny and it's wry. It's got a great sense of humor. It's kind of self-deprecating. It's sweet and it's silly. So it thinks about it for a long time and it finally decides that right here behind the ear where you tuck back your hair. So it's hidden from time to time. If you want to wear your hair down, you can't see it. If you want to wear your hair up, the tattoo is on display. You know what I'm talking about right back here. And all it says in some really cool hipster cursive, you know, I'm talking about that kind of lowercase hipster cursive that's everywhere. It says extra smooth. And that's what I think tattoo for peanut butter would be. (laughs) Behind peanut butter's ear. Extra smooth. Back where the peanut butter tucks its hair. That's right. Or wears it up. Wears it up. Sure. It's feeling kicky. (laughs) Katie, did you ever think that you'd find yourself in a position where you'd have to judge the placement and content of a tattoo worn by a condiment or a spread? Did you ever think you'd come to a place in your life where you had to do that? Never in my craziest dreams would I have imagined the peanut butter with the flip of a hair. But it's a good image, right? (laughs) It's a quality image. I do have a follow-up question for both of you. Sure. Yes, please. For your items, would they be getting their tattoos on a crazy drunk night or would they have thought about it for for months agonizing over the perfect tat that was going to last a lifetime that's a great question um i feel like peanut butter's a thinker you know it takes a while to make peanut butter so i think that kind of carries over into the personality so i'm going to say thought through but with enough flexibility to change the mind on like what kind of font maybe at the last minute you know so so Thought through, but flexible for peanut butter. Again, great question. I think that playing cards are a little bit more flying by the seat of their pants, uh, a little more um, just going in that tattoo parlor on a whim, maybe weekly. If you ever look at the like the front part of the playing card, or I guess it's the back where the you know the part that you show other people, that thing looks like a giant tattoo, right? That sucker's covered with all kinds of things. I think there's maybe even barbed wire on some of them. I don't know. There's a bunch of different. So I think in that playing cards, they got a lot of tats. I mean, they are, and that's not happening with lots of planning. They're not thinking too far down the road. They're thinking, Hey, I think I want to get the the Taco Bell Chalupa box logo on my arm uh, one week. And the next week they're going in and getting uh, Yosemite Sam, you know, with the guns getting that. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, it, it looks like the, the back of a playing card. That's, so I think they're, I think they're the spur of the moment type for good or for ill. That sounds terrifying. It's a great question or really creative and um, inspiring. I don't know, whichever way you, if you look at it negatively, I guess, I guess if you're a (laughs) negative person. Well, all that really matters is what Katie thinks about it. And uh, we're, we're rounding the bend here to our final game. So I don't know. Are you leaning one way or another, Katie? You know, playing cards lost some points there with the, that's my friend. Oh, but really? they, they came back up with the, uh, tat response. Tattoos. Really? I'm shocked. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. So still neck and neck here. One more to go. Katie yeah. said that first thing just to make you feel better. Um, Sarah, <laughs> right. I mean, that's, she's throwing me off the scent, you know, got to work for it. Yeah. We'll cut this part <laughs> out later, Katie, but you, know, you <laughs> and I know, <laughs> you and I know that, um, what's happening and it's, yeah, just trying to keep Sarah engaged. Oh man. Okay. Well, it's time for our third and final game. This one is called Hook Up the Trailer. 
Hook Up the Trailer is a game, Katie, where Sarah and I have uh, the responsibility to compose a cinematic trailer for our topic. Deliver it however we want. It's an audio medium, podcasts are, so we got to kind of talk you through it. Um, we are putting budgets together to actually film these one day, one day, but <laughs> for now, you're just going to have to listen to these uh, trailers for peanut butter and for playing cards. So that's it. Let's hook up the trailer. Does that sound, I, I don't want to say, does that sound uh, reasonable or normal <laughs> or rational? I'm just going to say, does that sound good? You know, it sounds better than what I was originally thinking, which is like mm. hooking up a trailer to a car. <laughs> and I was just wondering where this was going. I'm, I'm very interested. I don't think either topic should be allowed to drive. So yeah, this, this probably makes more sense. <laughs> the machinations of trying to hook up a trailer to a vehicle might be the worst game idea. Um, even for Sarah and I, if we were to try to do that, I can't think of something that would suck the life out of a show more than that. Trying to align a, a hitch with the back of a car. So I'm glad we're not doing that. And I don't blame you for thinking we were doing that because I would. Sarah, let's hear Hook Up the Trailer, Peanut Butter Edition. All right. I am inspired here, taking my inspiration for this trailer from the movie Goodwill Hunting. Um, so I'm hoping everyone has seen Goodwill Hunting. Great movie. Great. Robin Williams, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, where a unassuming janitor turns out he's a mathematical genius and, you know, hilarity ensues. No, I'm just kidding. It's not funny, uh, but it is a wonderful film. So I decided to take my inspiration from Goodwill Hunting uh, because peanut butter, much like Will, is unassuming and genius and it just wants to be loved. So that's kind of. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I thought Goodwill Hunting, that's the one with the talking baby, right? And, uh, <laughs> Close. And can, yeah. Close. And, and that's that one, right? I yeah, love that's that it. One. That's it. You got it. Nailed okay, it. Good. Good. Great. Uh, so this here is a trailer for the movie Good Peanut Buttering. Here we go. <laughs> Okay. You can do it. It's always so embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> we open on a lonely jar of peanut butter, mopping a cafeteria floor. We hear a cook in the cafeteria kitchen, played by Melissa McCarthy. She's cursing and banging pots and pans, and she's muttering to herself, I need something simple and inexpensive to feed these children. She sighs, <laughs> defeated, and she leaves. Peanut butter wanders into the kitchen, dot, dot, dot. Music begins to soar while peanut butter creates a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and leaves a note that says, serve with apples for a nutritious lunch. The next day, the cook comes in, serves the meal to the children to wild acclaim and starts asking them, how do you like them apples? Smash cuts, Melissa McCarthy saying to the principal of the school, we've got to find out who did this. It's amazing. It's changing the world. The kids love it. Then a voiceover comes on. We start to play a montage of peanut butter in like hard knock situations, you know, yeah. like falling over and having scraps. And the voiceover says, in a world where they don't know your name. There it is. And we cut to peanut butter, uh, showing people how to make a peanut butter and jelly and slowly getting, you know, better and better, becoming a better person. Leave your mark. Straight to the camera, peanut butter looks down the barrel and says, it's peanut butter jelly time. Good peanut buttering coming summer 2022 <laughs> that's my hook up the chair <laughs> did you plagiarize that entire thing i think i've seen all that before so absolutely not and uh most mccarthy said she's on board you know uh we've got her locked into a two-picture deal so. <laughs> so so katie if you're sitting in the theater 
and that comes on. Are you fired up? Are you ready to see that movie? No, it it had um, comedy. It, mm-hmm. it has drama. Mm-hmm. Feel good. Mm-hmm. You no, know, uh, it sounds like something I could bring the kids to to watch or go for a date night. Absolutely. Sarah didn't tell you it's rated R. Actually. <laughs> This movie's every man. <laughs> you know? Lots of lots of inappropriate peanut butter humor. Gets really violent. No. <laughs> and violence. That's right. Peanut butter innuendo. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Well, I'd like to see what you could do, John. I you know, I don't want to run away from that one too quickly, Sarah. That was pretty good. And you you got all the ch- if there was the checklist for the trailers, you got them all. You got the montage in there. You got, got the inner world. You got that in there. That's a classic for you. My favorite. Yeah. You've always been the inner world person. You got Melissa McCarthy trying to reinvent her career as this sort of serious character. Sure. I guess. She's taking, well, she's taking a lot of inspiration, I think, from Gilmore Girls, you know, where she was cooking on that show. And this Haven't is seen kind it. of the next level. I don't know what that is. Haven't seen it. Interesting. Hmm? Going to lose you some points, friend. <laughs> What's that? What did you say, Katie? I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you over Sarah. You said you haven't seen uh, Gilmore Girls. No, I, I, I'm a little disappointed. I haven't. I, it's on my list right here. Of... <laughs> Things I should watch so that I'm cooler to Katie. <laughs> Gilmore Girls, top of the list. <laughs> really good job, Sarah. That was. Uh, I'm I'm sort of interested in seeing it. Maybe when it uh, goes to um, eventually one of the free streaming services. Might watch Why not? There. Right? Yeah, it'll be streaming on Amazon before we know it. But uh, before you dig yourself into much more of a hole and admit other things you haven't seen, <laughs> you want to give us a little uh, preview here? Sure. Uh, my hook up the trailer of course, is about playing cards. And um, yeah, let's just let's just dive right into it. There's really no intro I can give. It's going to have to speak for itself. I'd imagine a black screen. Once in a generation, a movie like no other is made when a legendary cast comes together, united by puns and drawn to a script with 52 roles and not much else. The names start appearing on the screen. Cardi B. Jack Nicholson, Queen Latifah, Kevin Hart, David Spade, Ben Kingsley, Samuel L. Jackson, the biggest ensemble of stars ever assembled. The names continue to roll in the background, more and more names. From the producers of Ocean 17 comes a movie with more A, B, and C listers than an entire season of Sesame Street. Names keep appearing. Featuring... Lou Diamond Phillips, Neil Diamond, Steve McQueen, Don King, Stephen King, the entire cast of King of Queens. In 52 Pickup, the movie event of the year. Meanwhile, there's 37 more names to go. They're appearing on the screen. Rolling Stone says, Purely a resume padding jaunt with all cameos and no plot. New York Times says, Is this money grab for real? Our cast says, hell yeah. So buckle up. You've never seen this much pun-based star power in one place. 52 Pickup, coming soon. Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) Hearing Ben Kingsley on that list after some serious C-listers is impressive. Oh, how dare you? (laughs) And I think it's Sir Ben Kingsley, if I don't have my actors mixed up. You're right. You're right. It reminds me of those uh, movies like uh, Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve, you know, that came out with a million people in them, which were just all terrible. But uh, Katie, what did what did you think about 52 Pickup? You go into that? 
<laughs> you know, um, I was really drawn in at first with all the, the big names. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of movies with uh, too many big names, they all try to be the star. So I'd be a little concerned about, unless that is the point, 52 pickup. <laughs> Mm -hmm. you know. Now you're getting it. It's all cameos. It's all cameos. An all cameo movie. It's just like a whose line is it anyway sketch. <laughs> it's like you just threw all of the actors down on the ground and and tried sure. to see who got lined up first. Well, everybody mm -hmm. wants their IMDb to be one row longer, you know? I mean, who doesn't want that? <laughs> but if you prefer, I mean, the same executive producer also produced the movie um, Solitaire, which was the first major motion picture that had it one person cast and crew they did everything so hmm. that's the alternative if you're not into the ensemble wow that's bleak yeah. sounds intense She's so negative sarah good gracious what's happened to you <laughs> i remember when you were kind of a fun person yeah that was hours ago <laughs> <laughs> before i started talking <laughs> katie we are going to take one last commercial break to give you a second to collect yourself, think about what you've heard mm -hmm. <laughs> this evening, and try to scrub that from your brain, and then I guess just flip a coin. <laughs> Seems fair to me, yeah. <laughs> or what we obviously prefer is that you think about it critically, apply whatever rationale you want, and then uh, when we come back for break, ask you to pick a winner. You okay with that? Sounds good. Excellent. No Comparison is brought to you by Cool Guy Detergent. If you're like me, you want everyone to know that you're into cool things. Things like concerts, rock climbing, and playing pool in a smoke-filled bar. But sometimes, even cool guys like you can't do that stuff, but still want to smell like you did. So let your stink do the talking with Cool Guy Laundry Detergent. Cool Guy comes in a variety of super cool scents like Real Close to the Campfire, or just rode my motorcycle, or leg day at the gym. So smell like one of the cool guys without ever leaving the comfort of your home. Clean your clothes, but smell like you didn't with Cool Guy. All right, and we're back. Katie, this has been quite a battle. I feel like we've been on a journey together, you know, the three of us. and. If you're ready, it's time to give a verdict. Are you ready to weigh in on this? I think I am. I, I, I did a lot of um, soul searching during the break. <laughs> I bet. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I brought out my own playing cards and my own peanut butter and tasted both and <laughs> tried to get an idea of which one would be the best. All right. I, I'm, I, I, I'm nervous. I'm nervous, but... Let's see what you got. I don't know if she went off of which one tasted the best. <laughs> I think I know where this is headed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Though I would not be friends with playing cards, as much as I would want to be friends with peanut butter, I was very impressed with the uh, playing cards tattoo choices. Mm -hmm. Not so were the for the peanut butter. And I went a. Uh, a little lame, little, a little Ooh. too hipster there with the wow. peanut butter. All right. Yeah. Went too far. Went too Classic far. Sarah. Yeah. Classic Sarah. Classic Sarah. 
hipster. That's what they call me. (laughs) (laughs) Went too far, Sarah. (laughs) But then peanut butter made a comeback with the, the 2022 movie of the year. I, I'm I'm feeling an Oscar worthy Academy Awards, mm-hmm. the Golden Globes. Some of these I think are the same thing, but the Good Housekeeping Ingredient Award, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. The the Slime Nickelodeon Award. Yeah, the Pillsbury Bake Off. Absolutely. The Southern Georgia Farmers Award. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of them. All of them. <laughs> the classics. So after careful consideration <laughs> we have decided to award peanut butter oh the winner of tonight's competition <laughs> yes yes your honor you have absolutely made the right decision you know i knew the moment you walked in that you would make the right call and, and really I, I don't feel like it's any contest i mean john it's paper right it's paper versus peanut butter come on <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I'll give you that. I was definitely an underdog, as we heard in the time machine. I was, you know, peanut butter is awesome. I'll give you that. <laughs> Sarah's presentation, less so than that, but We're just going to let the, uh, the results speak for themselves. You know? I get it. Yeah, I can take defeat positively. I am positive that it sucks, but um, <laughs> I, I understand and respect your decision, Katie. I know you you, <laughs> you took the time to think about it. You did. And I appreciate the taste test. You know, I think that was important. Uh, I think that was probably a defining factor for this, but you know, I think you, you measured it, you considered it, you talked it over with your cats. What more can you do? I took it very seriously. I, I swore my oath on my, on my, on my pillow. And, uh, I had to go with the, uh, the clear winner. Yeah. Thank you. We, we appreciate that. Truly, truly. It was, it was needed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, good job, good job. I I do think though that you were doing some soul searching during the break when you had to think about it, but it was not about the winner. I think your soul searching was about your choice of friends and activities at this moment, and <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> so you did an awesome job, Katie. Thank you. Thanks so much for being Thank here. Thank you for being here. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. Of course. And thank you in advance for the lifetime supply of peanut butter. Um, I absolutely anticipating it at my door. Yes, any day now. Sarah's on the hook. Well, now. Much better prize than a lifetime supply of playing cards. We can all agree. So absolutely. Who needs that? Unless you're uh, that guy from Iowa, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you should Google that guy. He's built some pretty impressive stuff. Well, <laughs> thanks again, Katie. You did an awesome job. We'd love to do this with you again sometime if you were to ever consider it. (laughs) Funniest thing I've said all evening. (laughs) (laughs) We also want to thank our friend Hilberto for our show logo. Hilberto and his team at Mundo provide creative direction and branding for digital products. You can visit them at mundostudio.co. We'd like to thank the internet for all the awesome research help and um, thank our listeners. Thank you for listening to the show. And we will catch you next time on No Comparison. Thanks for listening to No Comparison. Stay tuned for outtakes from today's episode. No Comparison is produced by John Taylor and Sarah Baggett. And our music is by Kevin McLeod. You can reach us at nocomparisonpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook.
let's get to it. I'm ready. I'm yeah. It. Okay. <laughs> so um, let's see. There'll be our intro music. Thanks for doing this, Katie. That's so awesome of you. <laughs> okay. So now at in post, we'll add, you know, <laughs> the clips. Here's the time machine sound. Da, 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 da. It's not just the sound. It's a real time machine. It's a real time machine. Also, yeah, we keep it out here on the property. <laughs> we could barely figure out Zoom and how to share a Google spreadsheet, but we figured out some we got a time, time travel. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. People have their strengths and weaknesses, and that was ours. We just... It's just copied back to the future. You know, figured <laughs> why reinvent the wheel. That's right. Cat box, the idea of re-gifting a feral cat that's been shipped to you is <laughs> just... We made it through. I didn't know we if made we it would. Through. We made it through. I was trying not to look at you. Uh, we did it. it always gets me. Katie, a couple episodes ago, we did Catbox, and it took us eight or nine minutes to get that. <laughs> it was just really funny to me. Made. Like, the visual of that. Like, you know? And the self-vaccinations. Like, yeah. The vaccination kit. <laughs> it's and just man. so bonkers. And, we just, and then, you know, we got the giggles, and one thing just it just snowballed yeah we couldn't, we couldn't get through it it was the worst um so anyway good job by right. us sarah we, we, we did mm -hmm. it we're growing <laughs> if you're good with that setup then we'll dive right in with uh sarah describe this <clears throat> <laughs> <Dis> what this <laughs> this what i don't know what that was describing well you gotta be hating on my trailer so much sarah it's so mean awesome we're not all blessed with that gift you know it's <laughs> so stupid these are ridiculous ideas <laughs> freaking peanut butter mopping the floor I love that I'm imagining like little skinny Mr. Potato Head arms yeah you know, legs out of a giant jar of, of giant GIF. eyes it's yeah. a giant jar of, of uh, Peter Pan and it's trying yeah. to it can't quite hold the mop because the, the hands won't come together enough in the middle exactly so, he's yeah. terrible at the joke I thought about rewriting Peter Pan with Peter Pan yes. peanut butter, but oh it didn't God. quite work. It just, it, I couldn't quite get it there. So please work on that some. I'll work I'm, on that. Yeah, yeah that's, that might be a, a special uh, <laughs> bonus feature or something. Yeah, that one's do. on the nose. <laughs> yeah, Peter Pan starring the peanut pan. Peter peanut Pan. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oof. Okay. All right. You hanging in there, Katie? Yes. Do you regret this? Like, what am I doing with my <laughs> evening? I've got a family for God's sake. I like how you didn't deny it. You're like, yeah, that is actually what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no argument. <laughs>